Howdy. Yo. Good to meet you, bro. Nice to meet you, bro. How you been? No, no, no. Where have you been? Where have I been? Uh, do you know what? You can answer that in a couple, in a few things. I could be jarring right now and give like the metaphorical question, but really and truly, I've just been working. Yeah? Yeah. So I've just been working, taking time to reflect on my career and like actually think, what do I want to do with myself and what sort of career do I want to have before taking the next steps? What What made you take that time out and, and you know, to reflect? Um, so since I've had my breakthrough unsigned, I've had a lot of like good singles and singles that have like lasted in the clubs and they've done what I wanted. But at the same time, I've never felt like I was where I wanted. So mm. after um, Guten Tag, Guten Tag kind of like repositioned me and put me back where I wanted to be. But I was like, I don't really want to be one of them people that float from single to single. I actually want to have an impact because when I was younger and I was listening to music, I would listen to people like Skepta and I would just be like, this is sick. And that's what had me going when I was younger. And that was the what I love. So like the energy and like people just bringing their own uniqueness. And there's certain moves that I've done in my career that I would say, are safer than the moves that I would have taken if I still had that energy I had when I was younger. Right, okay. So it's like, so I can say songs like, I love Best Life, mm. I do, but that's one of my happiest songs and I probably wouldn't make that all the time or that wouldn't, I wouldn't want that to be my career, like, I wouldn't want no doubt. So yeah. in a way, would you say that the success you had with all these singles sort of drained you or your um, energy? I wouldn't say drain me. I think they set me up and like they, at the time it's like, you know, it's all a balancing act of what you want to do as an artist and how do you actually want to live as an artist? Like, because with music, the success of it's all very recent. It's like a very, it's a growing scene. It grows every year. And it's like, I've been fortunate, fortunate enough to use my position to change my life, my family's life. So I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say like I regret any of the things that I've done because naturally I have to think of myself as a person. I have to think of those around me as well. So, 100%, yeah. man. You talk about growing up and being younger and, you know, being influenced by like figures like Skepta and, the yeah. scene and that sort of thing. You come from Croydon as well. So, yeah. and that in itself is, is becoming or is starting to be labeled quite a musical place. There's a lot of talent that have come from there. Yeah. Um, but the same could be said for other areas of London, like Hackney. And, exactly. You know what I mean? So what influence do you think coming from Croydon in particular had on you? Um, do you know what? As I'm growing up and I'm hearing people's external um, external opinion, yeah, people say that Croydon's weird. Like, <laughs> Croydon boys have, like, an aura about us. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? And I think we're, we're all kind of up our ass like do you get what i'm saying we love ourselves we believe in ourselves and that's the yeah. aura that we bring to our music like even if you hear what i'm saying in my song and break it down i'm like i can't swear in it but no I'm no it's fine I'm, I'm a cheeky prick like do you, get, do, you, do you get what i'm saying and i think I'll that's demean- part that's part of the appeal though yeah and i think that's what like that's what influences our music, like our characters. Everyone from Croydon has a strong character. Like either they're like they're rough around the edges, or you have like you have like the storms that just say whatever they want to say. Like 
Oh, and then you have Crips and Conans, mm. like we're all kind of pers- personalities first and foremost. Because you have to be. Because I remember, like, when you were growing up, yeah, if you if you try to rap and you were shy, people just say shut up, like just shut up. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? And you don't want to be the guy that gets told shut up because what are you gonna do after that? You're gonna shut, gonna up. shut up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you, so you yeah. need to own your narrative in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. How about? On the sort of the aside from the music, like the growing up part, because obviously everyone's quite familiar with your story of going to uni and sort of balancing uni and music together. Yeah. Um, and then there's that infamous picture or video of you in hospital and yeah. Do you know what I mean? Can you just talk to us? So Craydon's a borough, isn't it? Yeah. So that's how I'm gonna break it down first and foremost. So when you're seeing like all these artists from Craydon, we're all from very different parts of the borough. So okay. there's like Fort and Heath. There's South Norwood, there's New Addington, where I'm from, and there's actually East Craydon, where, like, I was around, didn't it? So I was from New Addington, and I was raised in East Craydon. And it's like, um, obviously, all of these areas come together. We all, like, have their internal problems, like any area, do you get what I'm saying? So being from there... Like I said, if you're going to be someone that does music, you have to have a certain aura about yourself. You have to be able to carry yourself. Like, And then another thing is, if you're from this borough and you're not from like Pearly or Shirley, you're poor. Do you get what I'm saying? So then mm-hmm. you want it. Do you get what I'm saying? Because like, we're, we're all poor, but we're close enough to like people that are successful or we're close enough to the big houses so that disparity and being able to see the disparity provides like a drive in itself do you get what right, i'm saying because right. if you're from Creden, like i said my school's in bromley bromley's down the road and bromley's a different class like do you get what i'm saying most of the people in my school are middle class so it's like it's well, there's one thing being working class and then there's another thing no seeing the middle class mm-hmm. when you're working class you get what i'm saying so you're always reminded. And I think that's what makes us want it so much. Yeah. And then obviously you graduated, but by the time you graduated, bro, you had already sold like up to a million records. You had, yeah. you had. Is it, am I correct in thinking you had it unsigned before you graduated? Um, not, so in being, being ill made me miss my graduation. Okay. So I was meant to graduate that year, but obviously I couldn't because of the thing so um i actually yeah i had to graduate next year and then i had like unsigned um mm. and rapper and um i think i had one more super so okay so um but because i weren't graduating with my year i just went in and out do you get what i'm saying i went in i went out i had a flight that day to um uh island party so just just kept it stepping really yeah. So my first guest on here was uh, Aeson. Yeah. And um, obviously you and him have got quite a, quite a close relationship uh, yeah. like with your music as well. Yeah. And my next question to you is, was there a moment where you thought this is going to be it for me now? Like I can do this. I can uh, live off this. And was that unsigned? Um, so, yeah, you answered it really. Like <laughs> um, that was actually going to be our that was going to be my last attempt. I was like, bro, if I, if unsigned doesn't work, I don't actually know what, what, what will work. Cause, um, I know most people in music say, 
oh, I just stopped caring and then it worked. With me, I was like, nope, I care about this. This three minutes is perfect. You've hit the nail on the head. This is this is going to be the one. Mm. And if it wasn't the one, I'm, bro, I'll be an accountant right now, bro. I'll do your accounts, bro. Like, do you get what I'm saying? So, no, nah, we definitely believed in it. And then, yeah, after that, life changed quick. What was different about that record from everything you did before? Um, so before that, I was doing grime and I was like experimenting. I had the Hollywood EP and I was just like, I was trying to make things in line with what was happening at that time. Mm-hmm. And then um, with Unsigned, I was just like, I had the beat sent to me by a producer I was working with called Mokoba at the time. And my thing was that I like R&B in it. So when I was growing up, I liked R&B rap in it so, as well. So I liked like Dipset and like the Hey Mars and Rare Tete. And I was just like, this is actually what I like making. And even when I was like 13, one of the first things I done was rap. I done rap and grime, but one of the first thing I done was rap. And I was like, let me just make something that I like, mm. me personally, like I can say, I love this song and then see what happens. And that's what I done. Do, do you f- I feel like that's quite a difficult thing to do, especially in our generation, man. Because yeah. there's so much clout and so much, you know, there's so much going on that we're yeah. almost just, constantly comparing ourselves to others 100 percent. i think i think where it's like the social media connects us and we're always seeing each other's lives it's easy to see something work for someone else and then think i need to be doing that and then distracting yourself from that and it's like even me i feel like i can be victim of that even now because it's natural you're gonna have people in your ear saying you should do this like maybe you should do Right now, like Afro Beats is popping, but in the same vein, that like trap wave is popping, and people will be saying, "Yeah, you should do this. You should do this." And then it's like, you gotta be thick-headed in it. You, you gotta be strong-headed and say, "Yo, I need to do what I personally enjoy," because there's always gonna be a counter-argument. Mm. But no one lives in your shoes. You get what I'm saying? No one else has your career when you go to bed, bro. Like you make your mistakes and you feel the ramifications 100 percent. but it, so in, in an environment like that that, yeah. that we're in now <clears throat> how do you make sure that you become an integral figure of the scene or the industry um so to be honest time time tells the most and it time is the most revealing for me what i've done is i've never let the pressure get get to me like i've never felt the need to be on a treadmill like drop one song and then do something fast after it i've always taken my time because no no move is better than a bad move in it and then it's like if you feel like you're in this like people call it microwave music era Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're in that then you will be in that whereas like all my songs have broken the rules like they last for like two months three months or they last for a year like they always grow because i in studio i take time with what i'm making because naturally it's like people are always gonna remember how you make them feel how did the last song make them feel and that's all we have like we have three minutes to capture the audience and let them know who we are so Mm. you gotta be you've got to you gotta be careful, you gotta be meticulous with them three minutes that you give them. Do you get what I'm saying? If you give them a botched job, then they'll know it's a botched job, whether they know it now or later. 
You get what I'm saying? So many trends have come. Since I've come up, I've seen like 10, 20, like 15 trends. You get what I'm saying? That I could have tried to join every time, but I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about anyone else's. I just care about what I, I bring to the table. Where do you see the, the, the industry going then? Because we we're in this sort of, like you said, microwave music era. Yeah. And I feel like that's not even just a music thing. That's just a, a life. life thing. Yeah, yeah, minute, 100%. You know what I mean? Where do you see where do you see for music in particular? Where do you, you see know, it? If I start speaking about this, I feel like it's all technology led, isn't it? So you know you never know, you might get something new tomorrow that rivals Spotify and it might be like video streaming, some hologram streaming thing, yeah. So it really depends on technology. But I think what's happening now is now that like UK music has had the attention on it for a while, mm-hmm. everyone's going off to what they really enjoy. So it's not just about the excitement. Now it's not, it's not just like say a hus. It's like there's D Block now. So if you really like that, you got D Block, you got M Huncho, you got Nath. If you really like the Af- like the Afro Beats, you got like NSG, you got Burner Boy, you got like Dark Do you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's just. It's becoming, it's having its own little offshoots for everyone to pick what they really enjoy. Because you know, like with American music, we don't all just say, yeah, we just like American music. We have the, we have our favorites. You got your subgenres. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you have the subgenres exactly. What I know, you mentioned, you just mentioned, you, you listen to a lot of R and B music. Yeah. Um, musically, who were you sort of influenced by? So mine is like, it's a, it's weird. So. Skepta for his wording, like I always liked how Skepta worded things. Kanye West for his like personality and like I liked, it's like he was he would say stupid things, but he would make them entertaining. Like and he would word them kind of slick. I liked how he done that. And then like Jay Z for his like business acumen mm-hmm. and his aura, like the cool like the cool things. You get what I'm saying? So like. Even though I like humor, I'm always a bit more understated. You get it? So, like, I never really overdo it. Like, you're not going to see me, like, standing on my head in a video. (laughs) (laughs) No no disrespect to anyone that does, but it's just not my thing, innit? Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah. What about, what about in, in life? In life, um, I guess, um... (laughs) Before I heard like the weird stuff about him, like Will Smith. What you, what weird stuff? No, nah, you know there's like you know like like uh, like the whole open marriage and like do you get what I'm saying? That oh. that stuff and like yeah. Before okay. I heard about the open marriage and then I've, I didn't I haven't heard about that. I'm not no, you ain't heard no, about no, it. No, no. The last thing I saw about his marriage was when they did that red table. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but. He no, nah, he's still one of my favorite people. Do you okay. get what I'm saying? Like, um, who else would I say? Who else in life? Um, oh no, you know, I don't, I don't really, um, I don't really look at people like that. Not, not for any reason in particular. Well, Drake, then I guess, because mm-hmm. I like his, I like how he's carried himself in music. I like his stories as well. Like, because I don't feel like he was ever meant to become the favourite, but he did, and mm. he's done it for, like, 10 years. Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah, just bringing it back to Asen quickly, and you'll sort of, you'll come up with him. Yeah. Uh, he, he he told me a story about how you guys were, like, 
used to bring each other to each other's shows and like you'd split the feed, give each other like fifty pound for petrol and stuff like that, man. Yeah. During those times, was there ever was it? I mean, no doubt for most creatives, there is some sort of self doubt and like there's yeah. always there's always sort of a point where it's like this isn't really gonna it's not gonna happen. Um. So say have... say like by the time me and Ace linked up, like me me and my team were kind of still we had like started you get what i'm saying so financially we were like kind of more comfortable than most of our age group okay so like i always see mine and aces like start as a different start do you get what i'm saying so it's like i think what we've done together is amazing but it's like the pressure was the pressure was on unsigned but it wasn't on say my life as much as it was the year before or the year like do you get what okay, i'm saying okay. so like when i was doing hollywoods is when i had like my most pressure so by the time like me and ace were doing shows i was like yeah we're lit like do you get what i'm saying because i've i've already been through like the slow like the hundred pound shows okay. and that i'm like cool now everything's progressing we are lit <laughs> like, do you get what i'm saying and now that we've done it once we are going again. So, so before that, then before yeah. that stage, like the hundred pound show era, we'll call it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm get like it, it can't have been easy, man. Did 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 like your degree or studying give you like a sort of what do they call fall back on? Yeah. Discussion? like. So you, I'm yeah. like I'm a pragmatist in it, and how I go about music and how I go about life, I'm always a pragmatist in it. So when I first started, I said. I'm going to give myself a solid year, solid attempt mm -hmm. and just try my best and see where it goes. If I don't get 100,000 views this year, I'll quit. That's always my thing. I'll have a mark and I'll say, if I can't do this, call it it. Because I don't want to have like a, I always want to, I want to end gracefully. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, and so, um, so on the second year, we were like, um, that was the hundred pound show year, so I'd already done well on warm my warm up sessions, but basically things were plateauing, and it was like, how do I get to the next stage? So um, we had one song called Biggie and Mace, and I remember that getting like seventy thousand views, but I'd been getting like four hundred thousand views, five hundred, and I was like, oh, like, I'm like, what's going on? What's going? Like, what's happening? Like, where do I take this? Like. And then, um, yeah, it was just, I found a beat that I liked, some Daniel Bedingfield beat. And, like, I, I'm someone that likes nostalgia. I do really like nostalgia. So, I was like, I like this beat. Let me write something to it. And then just filmed it in the car park, same day. And then that that went off on my channel. And I was like, all right, cool. This worked. Let's, let, let's find, let's make it work again. But it's like... For me, would you would I say I ever got scared? Of, yeah, I definitely got scared because you know what? Yeah, this is a funny story. Mm. I had to prove something to myself because you know when you have like an ex there, you got an ex, you got an ex girl <laughs> there. Yeah. You don't want to be. Didn't you block the, her though? Huh? Did you block her? No, I never block her. You no. gotta see me shining. Oh man! <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta see me shining. No, because you know what it is. Yeah, you don't want to be like the SoundCloud rapper boyfriend that. Yeah, he was a mistake. I want I'm Noah's mistake. I'm lit. So so no, I had to make sure I was just like, I have to win. Like in terms of like in terms of that, I don't like 
I don't like losing. I'm competitive. Right. But in life, like that's just that's just me. I don't want anyone to say, yeah, <laughs> look at that guy. Mm. He, he he fucked it. I'm not I'm not messing this up. Still. Where's your competitiveness come from? Um, I'm just jarring. You know, I can't tell you, bro. I I really can't tell you. I'm just jarring. Like some, I like I like bets. I don't have I don't have a gambling problem. I don't like bet Fred. Like I like beating someone. I don't like beating a machine. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a ma- okay. no. So it's like so for me, it's just I don't know. Like I always make something a competition. Like if I'm drinking, I might go to Sam. I'll be like, you can't drink more than me. Mm. And there's no reason. It just makes everything more fun. Like it's not it's not to laugh at him. It's just to make things more fun for me. Do you get what I'm saying? What's next, bro? You've had you've had a string of huge singles. Yeah. You've become sort of a household name in, in the scene. Yeah. How are we gonna maintain that? Take over the world. That is the best way I can phrase it. Just take over the world because my thing is I've been here for like what would you say? This is like my third year coming into my third mm-hmm. year. And I've like made I've changed my life over like two songs a year. So just imagine what happens when I do like ten. Mm. 10 songs in one year or 20 or 30 or more like do you get what I'm saying it's just limitless but I found I found myself musically I found myself musically Mm. and as a person and I feel like now is just the best time to showcase all of that in the the start of the decade what's it sounding like amazing no no give me something else it's a (laughs) what do you what do you want what what sort of word do you want i want i want a preview it's sophisticated (laughs) i'll give you the preview off okay off off air off air yeah yeah i'll give you the preview but it's sophisticated it's like it's matured you get what i'm saying you can hear that i'm older now as well because obviously there's songs like super soaker i love them but like I said, I'm not putting Henny in the super soaker no more. I get hangovers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm you were just sad. talking about Sambuca shots two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to make it a movie, innit? Make life a movie. 100%, man. Well, we're all excited for that, man. Um, just quickly, I normally wrap up on, on mm. two questions. Yeah. First one was, what was the first piece of music you remember getting hold of? Um... Marshall Mathers LP. Wow. Yeah. That that one was like um my name is and all of yeah, those yeah. ones as well. Um and like Stan, yeah, Stan was like one Stan. of my Stan Stan's like one of my top five songs in life. Can you give me your top five? Um so Andre Three Thousand and Khalees Millionaire, Kanye West All Falls Down, Outcast Roses, um Eminem Stan mm. and 50 Cent 21 Questions. Wow. Yeah. That's like golden rap. Bro. Yeah. You know, it's taken me, it's taken me <laughs> quite a long time to get that list. Yeah. But yeah, you did I, that quite quick, you know. I'm yeah, quite yeah, impressed. Because yeah. I'm always thinking, because I'm like, <laughs> this song is in my top five. And I'm like, what is my top five? So I thought about this. Do you before. have any like non, I'm sure you do, but do you have any like non rap, like, Music um, that you listen to or influence? I got. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> I'm just creasing you. <laughs> nah, this is, I like Avril Lavigne still. 
That's bro, own it. Yeah, no, 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 no,